Hello and welcome to the incredibly influential and highly successful podcast. I'm incredibly influential. And I'm highly successful. It is April 21st, 2022 as of recording this, and I want to dedicate this momentous first episode to my friend Zoe, who just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Zoe. Happy birthday, Zoe. Uh, yeah, it's our, it's our first episode. I'm really excited. This is, uh, something new. Uh, uh, I'm very, very new to the whole podcasting idea, the whole, that whole industry thing. So I'm just kind of playing it by ear. I think we both are. And, uh. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this is all very new to us. So just hang in there. Um. But I think what we really wanted to talk about today is uh, uh, you just watched episode four, Moon Knight, and I watched episode four yesterday. And uh, I think we want to we want to do some talking about that and maybe get some uh, predictions, maybe maybe see where you think your the series is going, maybe where I think the series is going. And you we'll know, just kind of figure it out from there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I just watched it. I have to say. That ending was was something right yes that ending uh let's uh spoiler warning of course uh spoiler warning for the most recent episode of moon Knight. um yeah uh that ending though Oof. yeah uh, like yeah. so so basically like there was several things that kind of really surprised me this last episode the one thing that surprised me, obviously, we know that he didn't have his suit the entire episode because he lost it at the very end of the last one, right? Yep, yep. Pretty much, this is like Steven's episode. Mark kind of takes uh, hold of the body for, like, what, the very last bit of the episode? Yes. It's just yes, the Steven show, right? And yeah. as soon as Mark takes hold of the body, you know, he gets shot, and we you know, it's it looks like he's gonna die, right? Mm-hmm. He falls into a black void. We assume he's dead. Now, oh, yeah. what I am not really sure of, I don't know the comics. I don't know anything about Moon Knight. If this scenario has appeared in the comics where he's died, <laughs> um, I'm but, not sure actually. I'm uh, sure it has, but yeah, they do death fake outs all the time. In, yes, in, every, in comics. almost every hero has died once or twice you know it's not a good oh, hero yeah. they don't die a couple of times oh yeah but but yeah. pretty much we're in like a white kind of uh medical ward hospital psych ward yeah. yeah yeah psych ward and he's trying to be convinced like everything that he remembers was all in his head right yep mm-hmm now, I didn't really know what to make of that, right? Is this all in his mind? Is it in the afterlife? Is he in a coma? There's a lot of different ways they can go with this, right? Yeah. And uh, he ends up finding Steven, right? As a, yeah. as a separate entity, right? So they're not stuck in the same body anymore. They each have their own body now. Uh, that, that's what it appears to be, yeah. So obviously we're in some kind of like mind palace you know afterlife coma something like that right where it's 
his psychic, yeah. his his mental is kind of being tested here. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. we get a reveal of what I'm assuming is an Egyptian god. I'm not too familiar uh, with all the Egyptian gods. I believe her name is, and I'm going to absolutely butcher the pronunciation. So sorry to anyone who speaks Coptic. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I believe her name is Tawaret. T a w a r e t, Tawaret, and uh, and she she has a hippo head, and she is the goddess. She's a fertility goddess, I believe. Okay, well, that is, is a little bit of an something. odd choice, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Um, I thought it would be one of the gods kind of went, like, that was along the lines of, like, mind, spirit, afterlife. But fertility is one that, it does yeah, kind of seem out of nowhere, doesn't one. it? Right? Yeah. And, um, like, I, I think, I, I don't know. I think there's, um... Uh, uh, still a lot of questions we don't have answered yet. Um, uh, another thing that I noticed in the psych ward scene, I don't know if you noticed it, was when uh, Mark and Steven ran past that third sarcophagus, but they I, didn't open it. That, there's lots of questions, right? There's lots of open-ended kind of threads that haven't really been addressed throughout the series, right? The sarcophagus is one. Uh, you know, and then we have I I think this was the third episode, right? We have all these other gods that are apparently also still living who just kind of aren't that important. Yes, they've decided to take an observer role. Um uh Aziz, uh Horus uh Tefnut, I forget the rest, but those were the three I remembered. And they uh they got real mad at Khonshu because Khonshu has no chill and uh decided to be real aggro um at the at the court hearing and then he decided to break the rules again, so they locked him up. Uh I don't know if you noticed uh from the end of that episode, but there's a whole bunch of statues in there. I so don't think I they, did see that. But like, are they like the same type of statues that he was trapped in? Like those statues? Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So there's a whole bunch of gods who uh, who got locked up. But apparently, Amit is so bad that not even the gods were allowed to know where she was. So I think it's going to be very, very spooky when... Uh, she gets out. Well, like, I feel like this is type the type of prediction that you would see for any kind of show, right? Obviously, it goes like, oh no, it was too late. The bad guy got out. And then they somehow fix it anyways, right? That's kind yes. of the theme that they usually go with these sort of things. Yeah. Because I feel like as somebody who's watching, I definitely want to see Amit, you know? I want to see what we're dealing with here, right? Yeah. I really uh, like um, what they did for the design of Khonshu. I think that design is like pretty much directly lifted over from the comics. And 
it looks so good. The the effects they did for Kanchu are just absolutely mind blowing. And then for uh Tawaret, uh they did a really good job there too, right? You know? See that giant hippo lady and you're like, oh my god, that's a giant hippo lady. Yeah, also the costume design I thought was great. The costume design was awesome. Definitely during I think there was a fight scene either in the third episode or the second episode where you mm-hmm. get to see his cape, his abilities. We get to see both uh we get to both see yeah. both costumes, right? We get to see two different versions. You get Steven's Mr. Costume. Knight and Moon Knight, yeah. Is it Mr. Knight? Is that yeah. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit mad at what they're doing with Mr. Knight because Mr. Knight's supposed to be a personality all on his own. Oh, okay. Um, so but in instead the comics, they've yeah, is there instead, more than just Steven and Mark? There yes, actually. And uh that's why there's that third sarcophagus. So oh, okay. in the com I don't I don't know. This is gonna be like mild spoilers for future episodes because I'm sure they're gonna bring him in. But okay. there's a third personality called Jake Lockley, and he is like a, a cab driver. That's that's his shtick. Is that he is a a, a cab driver. And I think because remember in that first episode where Steven blacks out and uh takes back over, but the suit isn't on him. And, like, he's covered in blood. I don't think that was Mark. I you think that think was so? Jake. I think Jake is the unhinged murder personality. I, I, I think that's... You know what? That would make total sense. Because there is a point. I think it was the third episode where uh, Mark gets into control, I think. And he asked Steven, what did you do? After they've killed somebody... Steven obviously doesn't remember anything, so they just kind of think it's each other. No, and that it's, kind it's of big. that part didn't make sense, right? Because obviously, it's it's never worked like that way before since the start of the show. So that would explain that one part where it kind of seemed like nobody knew who was in control. Hmm. I am curious of this third person's role because. We know Steven's story. We know Mark's story. Where does where does Jake fit into all of this, right? Because it seems like Steven and Mark had, like, completely separate lives. They were... Well, at least Steven was completely unaware of Mark, right? They lived in different areas. They had different houses. Yeah. They had different lives. It seems like a lot to have a third person kind of just jump in out of nowhere and have both of them have absolutely no idea about it. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know how they're doing it in this show, but I think, so in the comics, um, Mark Spector is like, you know, he's a mercenary, he's, uh, uh, he's, you know, he's like the dominant personality, right? So he's, he's like an ex-mercenary and, uh, he's like Khonshu's direct, like, uh, chosen avatar. That personality is the one that Khonshu wants to be uh, Moon Knight. But there's um, at least three other personalities. There's Stephen Grant, who in the comics is a billionaire. And that's how Moon Knight has all those gadgets. Um, uh, Because he also has like a moon plane. I forget the, the, 
name of it. Plane. I, I'm sure there's Bat- a clever sort of name to it, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, Batman has the Batwing. Moon Knight has like a, a crescent-shaped plane hovercraft thing that he flies around in. I um, and that's how he affords that. And then Jake Lockley is um, like his like eyes on the uh, eyes on the ground kind of. Uh, he he he's got a feel for the streets, you know what I mean. Okay. And then Mister Knight is supposed to be like some kind of detective guy, but apparent. Uh, I think what I've read was that they basically confirmed that Mark Spector is Moon Knight, Stephen Grant is Mister Knight. So so Mister Knight is just uh Stephen's thing when he when he puts the suit on. So in the comics, these suits are like different personalities, whereas in the show, the suits are just kind of extensions of their personalities. Is that kind of right? Um, not necessarily. Um, the suit is. I think in the comics, the suit is just a suit. There, there's actually been um certain runs under different writers, uh, that will make the reader doubt that Khonshu is even real at all. There are some where Moon Knight has no superpowers, um, and he's just batshit crazy. And he and he just likes to whoop ass. And See, I mean honestly, like, Mood That is one of my favorite things that, that certain shows have done in the past, right? Where they've kind of instilled that kind of uh like doubt or like mystery about it, right? Where pu- where you at the very end of the movie you're thinking is this all real? Is this all inside of the person's head? Nobody really knows, right? I remember, yeah. like, and that's why, uh, what's it called? There was that movie that came out a while ago, the Joker movie. I Yeah. Where all these really crazy things happen, right? And mm-hmm. you can look at it as things that actually happened or things that happened completely inside his head, and it would make sense both ways, right? And I think that's yeah. it's really interesting when they have that duality, right? So I'm interested to see kind of like where they go, especially with this like whole uh like psych ward scene that they ended off with, right? Yeah, I'm really interested in that too. I think he is going I think uh Tawaret is going to help them get to Kanshu and free Kanshu and then get them back to life. Um, but I think in doing so, they might have to free Jake Lockley and Jake Lockley might be like the, 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 you know, evil murderer personality. I think that's, what's going to happen. Um, I, you know what I'm interested in, you know, I feel like with a lot of superheroes in the MCU, they've all kind of had like their origin story. Right. And I feel like with Moon Knight, we just jump in. Right. In media's rest. Yeah. It's, it's really refreshing. Actually. Most people don't know this character and we're kind of thrown in. There's like this mystery. You don't know what's going on, especially in the first episode. If you haven't seen the character before, you're wondering what's going on. And I really enjoyed that. Right. But I would Mm -hmm. definitely like to know even more about this character's background then we're probably gonna get in the series right yeah i think that's what uh the next season is for um uh if you want another show that actually kind of did that 
most of the Netflix shows kind of did that. The uh, oh, you mean the the ones that were made not canon? I think. No, they're they're still canon. They're still. Are canon. they also canon? I thought that they were. Made they put not them on canon. Disney Plus. They put them on Disney Plus. So I don't think does that immediately just make them canon though? Because no, uh, but well, Daredevil and Kingpin both showed up. So, uh, in other projects, so I think that makes them canon. I'm pretty sure. I I I can't imagine they wouldn't be, right? Yeah, it's just a little frustrating, right? Because now I kind of got to figure out what's canon, what's not canon. There's so much to watch, you know. I and think everything I, is canon. And I, I, feel I like think because like they were like uh like like Netflix shows, right? The type of mm-hmm. writing in them is a lot different than like these new Disney Plus shows are coming out with. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, although I have been hearing them say shit a lot in Moon Knight, and um, I think the the stipulation that Marvel gave to Netflix when they were making those shows is do as much gore as you want. Like you can go crazy on the gore, crazy on the blood, and and all that, but you can't say fuck. They, they can be TVMA, but you can't say fuck. So they didn't. They did not say fuck yet. Not a single one of them. Pu- you would have thought that in like Punisher or or Daredevil, they would have. But no, not a, not a single one. But they were gory as all hell. And oh my God, they're great. You, I don't know if you've watched them yet, but now is actually a really good time to start. Like, that's the thing, right? Like, the only show that I ever started, and I didn't even finish this show, was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, a long, long time ago, when that was first coming out, right? You don't really need to watch that one. I mean, they, they, I will give them credit for, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they did bring in Ghost Rider, and that is immediately badass, no matter what, and I hope they, uh, I hope he comes back in some capacity. I hope Johnny blaze comes back. Cause, uh, I liked the one they did with, uh, I forget the character's name, but Gabriel Luna. Um, I loved his version. Um, I wish they would bring in a Johnny blaze. Johnny is blaze Johnny, is awesome. Wait, so is Johnny blaze. Remind me of that. Is that fantastic four? Or is that separate? Cause who, who no, is it that's, from fantastic that's, four? Johnny Storm is That's Johnny Storm. Uh, the Human Torch. Okay. Johnny okay, so Storm Johnny... is the Human Torch. Johnny Blaze is the original Ghost Rider. Oh, okay. That's the Ghost. Okay, that's what you meant by Johnny Blaze. I was. I'm not really familiar yes. with Ghost Rider as much. It's been a He's long time fun. since I've watched the Nicolas Cage movies, and that's pretty much my extent with the Ghost Rider franchise. Mm, th- um, those are not very accurate to uh, <laughs> to the character. Nicholas yeah. Cage is great. Don't get me wrong. I'm absolutely going to go see that uh, unbearable weight of massive talent movie. I'm absolutely yeah. going to go see that just because Jesus Christ, Nicholas Cage is just God's gift to acting. God's gift to acting. You know, he does strike like this, this nice, this nice area in acting where, you know, it doesn't even have to really be that great. It's just, it's great. It's fun to watch. Right. I've I don't know. I saw him he did a movie last year uh called Pig. And go watch Pig. Just go watch Pig. Everyone who watches this podcast needs to go watch Pig. You need to go watch Pig. 
you you personally who is listening to me talking right now you need to go watch pig pig is amazing it's very good and All right. i think it's i think it's his best performance of his career it's very understated and subtle All right. but it, he's very very good in it and yeah it's it's just a fantastic fantastic little little film and yeah. i think everyone should watch it so i i know that nicholas cage can be subtle can be understated can be uh a little bit quiet honestly uh i i don't even think he has the most lines in that film uh but he's very 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 good well uh you, yeah. you I, I understand you like pig you know i'll have to definitely look into that later uh i've never heard this film before and i've not really kept up with nicholas cage's career in several years um but i'll definitely i'll definitely look at it probably after this but going back to moon knight oh yeah like for predictions and things like that going forward into the future of moon knight right it's hard to say what I think is going to happen just because I know so little about this character which, just from the way they've portrayed it, which I, I love, you know, it makes me, you know, surprised a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but I definitely, I can't tell you what I'd like to see though. And I'd like to see some of the other gods kind of, you know, take a less passive role. Cause I feel like the yes. gods in like, are some of the most exciting parts when they're on on the screen, right? We have Kanshu, we have our our new hippo friend whose name I c- can't pronounce. How about it? Yeah, yep. You know, and I, I I'd like to see kind of somebody who's similar to Moon Knight, where they are, you know, a, uh, an, a- an avatar to a god, right? Kind of take an active role in all of it, or the yeah. god themselves, kind of like how you see Kanshu every now and then. That's yeah. what I want to see. Will we see that? I don't know, but... I think the stinger that we're going to get is... um. I think it's going to tie in with Blade. And I think the way they're going to do that... I've seen this. I, I've seen people predict this. Is that I think Sekhmet is going to be released as well. I think... Uh, and she is going to create vampires, and that's going to tie in with Blade. Except, well, Blade already exists in the by this time because um, he did a voice. Mahershala Ali as Blade did a voice cameo at the end of uh, Eternals, um, with uh Kit Harrington, who's going to be the Black Knight, um. That that is one thing that I think is real interesting. Uh, you know, you're talking about the Eternals, right? I feel like in these movies, they've introduced all these new characters, these after credit scenes, and all that, and they haven't really had any payoffs yet. You know, so I'm kind of wondering when we're gonna, when we're gonna get some of the payoffs for all of this. Hopefully, in the new Doctor Strange movie that's coming out. But um, we just I, have like Harry Styles in there for a couple seconds, you know, at the end of Eternals. Yeah, I think uh, 
you know, we I have the Loki really stuff, cool. which might tie in with the movies. I think that'd be cool if the Loki stuff ties in. We have WandaVision, uh, you know, that mm-hmm. might tie in with uh, the Doctor Strange as well, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't remember how Hawkeye ends hmm. at this moment. I do know... I don't think it has a post Kingpin was in there. Um, Kingpin was in there, and then they killed him off like a bitch. I'm still mad at that. That episode went from being one of the best to one of the worst. You know, I don't exactly remember the entire of how it all happened, right? But it was strange that they introduced Kingpin just to, you know, get rid of him so quickly. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll come back. Maybe he won't. But it does seem like a waste if they don't bring him back, you know? It's hard to kill him in the comics. Uh, that is kind of his thing, right? He's like an average guy who's just really big. Yeah, he's just fucking and, huge. He just like, sources. I, <laughs> he, he's just remember, fucking jacked. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember, what's it called? His inclusion in Spider-Verse, right, too? And I yes. remember in Spider-Verse, he was like... It was it ridiculous. Like he's, he's it's ridiculous. Like he he pulls apart like what like steel or something like that. He just gets hit he by like a Spider Man to death. Oh yeah, he does just straight up kill Spider Man too. Yeah, I, I completely forgot yeah. that was like the beginning of how Spider Verse started. Yeah. Um. yeah. All right. Uh, in Spider Verse's er, in Spider Man's first comic, so who Chris Pine is supposed to be? He's supposed to be like, uh, well. Jake Johnson is supposed to be like the actual original comic Spider-Man, but in like his first issue, they drop a fucking building on him. And it's like that scene in homecoming where he has to like lift it up and, and like get it off him. Spider-Man is insanely hard to kill. So if Kingpin can beat him to death, that is ridiculous. He is absolutely jacked. That is one thing that I think, it's really difficult whenever they're making a lot of these like uh a lot of these like movies for Marvel, right? Is that if mm-hmm. you look into the history of almost any superhero, they've gotten so powerful to the point where like no regular opponent really can defeat them, right? So they're like, oh, no. gonna have to nerf them all for films, right? Oh yeah. There's there's physically like no way to beat uh uh Batman. Batman just never loses in the comics because he always has a plan for every single thing. Uh, you know how Darkseid... Have you ever seen Darkseid shoot his laser beams out of his eyes? Uh, I, I'm i familiar with Darkseid. Very, very little. But I think I know what you're talking about. Maybe. <laughs> when when Darkseid uses his laser eyes, they don't just go straight like Superman's. They can track you, right? And they're traveling at like almost light speed. So, and nobody is able to dodge it except for Superman and fucking Batman. Batman is a, is a rich kid from Jersey who can run faster than Usain Bolt. He can clock 40 miles an hour. He is, they've made Batman ridiculous. He has a 192 IQ. He can kill every single member of the Justice League. Yeah, no. There, whenever there's like a whenever a character goes on for too long, and there's not like a tight, controlled little 
group of people making sure that the the rules are internally consistent. Writers can just do whatever the hell they want. Uh, we saw this a lot. I know you're not really familiar, but we saw this a lot in Star Wars. Uh, okay. Every single author and writer and uh, game developer was making characters that were just more and more powerful so they could outdo everyone else, right? Like, uh, first it was... Um, uh, first, it was Darth Nihilus from Knights of the Old Republic 2. He was so powerful that he literally ate a planet. Like, like he just devoured all the energy from a planet and killed everything on it. He's literally like a living wound in the Force. Uh, and uh, then it was the Sith Emperor, because... The Sith Emperor is more powerful than Nihilus, so he's got to be super buff. So they're like, oh yeah, he's actually so powerful that he's been around for like 5,000 years and he's killed like a whole bunch of people to like keep regenerating. Uh, and then uh, in like 2009, it was uh, the Force Unleashed. It was it was Starkiller and they were like, oh, he can like uh, pull a Star Destroyer down out of orbit and, and like you know, avoid it, even though it's, like, millions of tons of steel, and it's, uh, like, a mile long. But, yeah, sure. They, whenever you get characters that have been around for a really, really, really long time, everyone just starts to do a pissing contest with them, where it's like, oh, my OC is better than your OC, or, or oh, my Batman is, is so smart that he can dodge bullets because he can see where it's coming and and, oh yeah well my batman can uh fucking outrun a uh bullet my batman can uh my batman's so smart that he's figured out literally everything he literally knew everything at one point they put him (sighs) in this chair uh that made him like that literally gave him omniscience and it's like well, what the fuck? <laughs> What's the point? That That is the thing. I've never gotten too deep into the comic books, right? And I'm glad that the films kind of reel in the characters a little bit and make them a little bit more, uh, I don't know, like human. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. in the comic books, if you read like certain editions, certain series even, like they mm-hmm. just go absolutely wild way way more than they should right and like i said it's not just batman it's every single hero you could possibly think of there's at least one comic book of any hero you can think of where they are way more powerful than any any like tv instance you would ever see of them right oh yeah superman uh superman's done some crazy shit superman's ridiculous Superman is just the most ridiculous. Well, yeah, Superman is is probably the one with the potential to have the most ridiculous stories in the comics because he's just an alien that has, like, 15 superpowers, apparently. Oh, more um, than 15. More than 15. He can exactly. do whatever right. um, the writers want him to do at the time. Right, whatever he's an they... alien, right? So whatever those aliens can do, which is whatever the writers can think of, that's what Superman can do. And that, the funniest and part is that they're normal people on their planet. 
They are absolutely completely normal. That that's another thing, right? I just feel but like it doesn't make but sense. Like, you know, how did everybody die but Superman? Like we think about what Superman did, and we think, how did everybody else die? Right? That doesn't make sense, right? I I don't know. Man. Well, it's because I think their their lame excuse is that uh they're from a planet with a red sun which is valid yes it does give off less radiation and warmth um but if you're up close to it enough where krypton is the same temperature as earth roughly then you're still getting about the same level of uh radiation because radiation is heat heat is radiation they're they're the same thing so there's no reason for the sun to give superman superpowers there's no reason for it um so it just don't make no sense so a lot of those just and i the science doesn't like i understand the pressures of like comic book writers to just think of more things Mm -hmm. right the problem with your hero getting ever increasingly stronger is that you gotta just make it just it just becomes more and more and more wild the further and further you go on and that you can't really stop going forward after you've already started right yeah and it just leads to somebody like going into their local comic book store picking up an edition of like cosmic spider-man you know lodging planets at people and you're thinking like where how did we get here Right. Exactly. How did we get from friendly neighborhood Spider-Man to Spider-Man who's controlling the cosmos? It doesn't, the the lines that they would have to draw are like crazy, right? I think there have been two examples of really overpowered superheroes in comics that have been done really well. Okay. Consistently well. I think the first one is in Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan is, like, perfect. Because he he has become a being that lives outside of time. He is experiencing all time, all the time. Okay. He knows everything before it happens because he's experiencing all of it at the same time. Um... And he can literally do anything. He's completely uh, omniscient and omnipotent. Okay. Uh, sure. Fine. And they do kind of do a little bit of techno babble to explain why he couldn't. Uh, like, because there is a part in the movie where, like, he there is shit that he does not see coming. So they do kind of do some weird techno babble bullshit about that. Um, where he doesn't see it coming, uh, and I do hate that, but, like, his main thing is that, oh, I'm, I grow tired of, uh, of, like, the, the human beings of Earth. I forget the actual line, but it's, it's really, uh, it's all about how, like, I'm literally so powerful, I won the Vietnam War all by myself, I can vaporize people with nothing but a thought. Uh, yeah. And, 
but he he's just depressed because he's so powerful. And the other example of that is One Punch Man. Yeah, that's and, what I was gonna say. One Punch Man is is another one where I feel like him being overpowered is kind of part of the problem. Yeah, that's his whole arc, right? Is, that, that's that's his whole thing, right? Is that he never is challenged because he's so powerful, right? Yeah, exactly. And it becomes kind of part of like a running joke, and they really play into it, right? But most I wouldn't even say it's a joke. Themselves so they take the character so seriously, right? Yeah, but the the plots don't make any sense, and I think that's that's the thing, right? It doesn't make sense for like any normal. Well, I. I, obviously, none of these characters are normal, but it doesn't make sense most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like if your character becomes too powerful, it becomes boring, right? And if it becomes boring, you got to create a more powerful villain. And then you see that's that's where the problems start happening, right? Yeah, because then you just you keep going more and more and you keep doing your little pissing contest. And you get a Star Wars Legends where, like there are literal gods like like there are people who are just so powerful that there should never be any stakes anymore it should be literally impossible to kill them and you know and it sucks it i will be the first to admit that star wars legends was not good anymore because of all of the uh ridiculous uh, power trip pissing contest shit that was going on between the different writers. And I'm glad that there is now, or there was at least, a board of people who were like, okay, we want to keep Star Wars consistent. We want to make sure that it has a consistent internal logic, right? And mm-hmm. the way they're doing that is that they're making sure that everyone stays kind of realistic, right? There are certain powers and and rules, but they, they have limits, you know, with force healing, you have to transfer your life energy into the person. And if they're going to die, you have to die too. Um, is that how force healing works? It didn't used to be in the comics. It used to be, uh, or like in, in legends, you used to be able to just, you know, just do that. It, it used to be pretty easy. Um, I, if they die, to, you, you die too. I, I'm not okay. I, I know this is getting a little off, off the point that you're trying to say, right? I'm just really confused by that logic, right? So if they die, you die too, right? And you're healing them, right? Like, like if you're healing a dead person, if like the way, so spoilers for the rise of Skywalker, I guess. I it's guess. it's like a three year old movie. It's it's it's, it's like two fine. and a half years old now. It's fine. Uh, Ray dies at the end, okay. and Ben Solo, aka Kylo Ren, um, okay, uh, he is very wounded, uh, and he like comes to her aid, and he transfers the rest of his life energy into her, mm-hmm. brings her back from the dead at the cost of his own life and and that kills him okay, but well, it's okay, like so a, that's what you yeah. mean right it's like a tr- it's like a trade sort of thing because yes, the way it, i was interpreting it is that they just both die which didn't make sense to me no, no 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 um the way it used to be 
is that you could physically just use the force to close someone's wounds. Like, like you could just use the force to stitch someone up. But uh, in order to like actually force heal someone, you have to transfer your life energy into them and their body and the, their life energy will, you know, take the excess and like seal their wounds. Um, so there is a trade-off for that now. And, uh, now... I feel like life energy is such a... I don't know, it's... How do you measure life energy? You know what I mean? It is... Yeah. It it, yeah. The, it seems the force a little... is, is still kind of nebulous. Even though George Lucas tried to commodify it a little bit into the midichlorians, um, it is still a little bit nebulous. Uh, because they kind of retconned it to say that midichlorians aren't the force they're just the original organisms that could touch the force and communicate with the force so if you can so if you have a lot of midichlorians then you can touch the force more okay Uh, sure somewhat right yeah it's nobody really liked the midichlorians thing and yeah I mean, it does make sense as to why it is stronger in families, but yeah. Um, But they've made it mostly consistent where Palpatine and Darth Vader are still the most powerful Force users in the galaxy. Because Darth Vader absolutely should be. He is half Force, pretty much. The Force banged his mom. The Force thanked his mom. Yes. So he has more midichlorians in his body than anybody else. I'm learning so much about Star Wars today, you know? Yeah. Just to let y'all guys know who are listening, I've not watched anything in Star Wars. I think the closest I've gotten is playing like a Star Wars Lego game one time. Yeah, so, you're you're which is really funny because you're going to be Luke Skywalker in my in in the script reading, which is just, no, just the worst uh, casting, but I, no, I can see it. Casting, right? Just like the original Luke Skywalker from the original film, they're just going to, I'm just going to be playing a role, you know? We're going to see where it goes, right? Now, you know um, what? That is kind of true because Luke because Mark Hamill had never seen a Star Wars film before he decided to voice Luke Skywalker. Exactly. So that might, so that might gonna, make sense. We're going to play a role, and I think my role is uh is is a guy who I'm a good guy, right? I think. Jeez, sweet Jesus. All right. Oh, <laughs> dear Lord. Or is it, or is or is good and bad kind of nebulous too in the Star Wars universe? That's uh, that I don't know. That's right. Uh, um there's the rebels and the imperials, right? All right, you know, or is, or the lone correct. republic, the one republic? No. Nope, 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 nope. God, this is... I'm beginning to regret giving away the role of Luke Skywalker so easily. But I really wanted to to play Princess Leia. So I'm I'm giving it away. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's not the One Republic versus the Rebels. No, no. Uh, I'm going to make you watch the movie. Okay, Isn't, you're gonna have to actually watch the movie. All I know is that there are Imperials, I believe, right? Yes. And they march, and there's a cool song with it. That's that's, that's what I know. 
That actually, a, um, a lot of people kind of have a little Mandela effect about that. That song or that piece didn't actually appear in the first uh, in the first movie. That was introduced in Empire Strikes Back. Well, I wouldn't know. I just know the song is called Imperial March. Yep. And I'm assuming they marched to it. That's just a guess. They don't actually march to it in this. Oh. Uh, wait. They don't march to it in this trilogy. They The only time that people are marching to the Imperial March is um, later in the prequel trilogy before they're even the Empire. Because mostly they're just standing still when the Imperial March plays. <laughs> so that's just, that's what's really funny. All right. Since we're talking about Star Wars, since we're talking talking about about Star Star Wars, Wars. yes, I think we've got to talk about Kenobi. I think we've got to talk about Kenobi, the the Obi Wan Kenobi show. I am straying away from things that I know, and I I hope you're aware of that right now. Yeah, Uh, because you're gonna really have to take a lead if you're gonna want to talk about Star Wars things. I I I can I can take a lead here. I got it. you know, I can talk about my experience with like the Lego Star Wars game that came out like a decade ago on 360. Uh, but besides that, I don't know. Oh, you poor, you. poor thing! You poor, poor thing! That didn't come out a decade ago. The complete saga came out in 2008. Oh well, Lego Star Wars ago. One came out before Revenge of the Sith. What's all right? So I don't, I don't know about if you know about this, but Lego, but Revenge of the Sith was uh two video games came out before it that gave away the whole plot of the movie it's hilarious because I, I... yeah <laughs> nobody had seen the movie yet but these video games literally gave away the whole plot it was amazing that it was is... so funny that is very funny i I, I can just imagine, you know, you were actually into Star Wars and you played the games and then that happened. That must have been. Oh, yeah. Like, um, there were memes at the time, you know, back in 2005, memes were not quite as developed, but they were like, everybody was memeing that they were like, oh, my God, they turned Revenge of the Sith into a movie. <laughs> it was great. It was. Uh, I was That's three, weird. so I didn't really get to engage in those memes but they're hilarious now looking back because i mean those games sold like wildfire and the movie sold like wildfire so it must have it must have worked out apparently but yeah the i will say about the prequels the 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 biggest thing about them is the marketing i have never seen movies more marketed than the prequels like as like my dad collects a lot of like old star wars stuff because he was a really big star wars guy and that's where i get it from uh like like he was like six years old when the first movie came out and it he he loved it and so he he's carried that enthusiasm uh up until now and he passed that on to me and uh but like so like we collect a lot of star wars stuff and the sheer 
amount of it that came out during the prequels from 1998-ish to 2005. It was insane. There were two animated miniseries. There were dozens of different toy lines, multiple video games, uh, the Lego Star Wars whole product line came out during that time. Um, so and then I, I, the games. I didn't look up the the Lego Star Wars games, like the the ones that have come out, right? And it yes. was actually two thousand seven is the complete saga. The first two were two thousand five, two thousand six. So they are holy shit. They quite old. They oh my god i I am utterly impressed that Traveler's Tales. Uh, that's like the studio behind it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so utterly impressed that TT Games was able to, um, do all make all three of those games come out. Even though Complete Saga was was just like a reboot of those that like they didn't change all that much. But like being able to release the one in 2005 and then completely overhaul all the systems from it and make it like a hundred percent better in Lego Star Wars 2, because I'll admit it, Lego Star Wars 1 is a little bit primitive, and the levels are not quite as, like, intricate as Lego Star Wars 2. Lego Star Wars 2, uh, though, episodes 4, 5, and 6 are, like, peak video games. Like, like, at least for, for kids, you know? Like, I definitely, as a child, enjoyed playing these games, right? This was yeah. before they had like the like the voice acting like we were i was kind of talking about oh yeah that on your stream one day i remember yeah they it was they did bring back mumble like, mode it was all just like them looking surprised and then like music would play and they'd fly off into the distance or whatever have you right yeah and as somebody who never watched the star wars movies it was enough for me to kind of be like oh i kind of get it you know yeah yeah. It was but I can't tell you I remember anything though. So that is yeah. the problem. While I was playing it, I remember I was fine, but afterwards I can't remember a single thing. Yeah. Well, um uh all I can say is that um with the new one, I think they use the same cutscenes uh for mumble mode and voice acting mode. So the fact that they were able to make those cutscenes work with and without dialogue is um, is actually a feat that they kind of work towards in uh, The Phantom Menace because George Lucas said that uh, when he was making episode one, when he started with the prequels, he said, I want this movie to be able to work uh, with or without dialogue. You should be able to tell what's going on even if you don't speak English. And you can't. And that's what they carried over into the Lego games. And it's amazing. It's really good. Cause those were like the first legit Lego games, like in like the whole general vibe of, of Lego games. And I think they took inspiration from that. And that's why so many of them didn't have voice acting. Obviously it saved a lot of money, but yeah. So I, I think uh, before we move on, I just want to give them credit for that. But I think we we ought to move on now. Uh, we I want to sidetrack for like thirty minutes there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were gonna try and talk about Kenobi, but we, we were talking about Moon Knight. You brought up Star Wars. I brought up that I didn't 
know anything about Star Wars. So we can go back to Star yeah. Wars, the Kenobi thing, if we really want to. Like I said, you're gonna have to. No, let let's let let's uh let's start this new segment that I. Well, I guess every segment is new. Let's let's start this new thing here. Segment um, number two. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're gonna call this. Uh, I think I think we should call it Big Red Button. And basically, the premise of this is there's a big red button. It's like, would you press the button? It's a big red button, and but you get one thing. Yes, legally distinct. <laughs> you know that that's one secret to being incredibly influential and highly successful is you got to make your shit legally distinct. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no copyright infringement here, folks. Exactly. Um, but basically, <laughs> but basically, um. <laughs> We've got some questions here uh, that I've been thinking of. If you want to uh, submit them, we will. We'll probably have a way for you to submit them by the next episode. Um, but for the first I, few I questions, this is going up on YouTube, Spotify. I think you said Apple as well, right? Uh, might not be going up on YouTube, but yeah, I think it'll be going up not on Spotify YouTube? and Apple Music. Okay. Yeah, just wow. because it's just an audio track. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we need some way for them to send things in, so we'll, yeah. we'll work on it. Yeah. We'll work um. It. So, uh, for the first episode of Big Red Button, uh, I would like to ask the question: uh, If you press this button, you gain a successful artistic career in the field of your choice, but your works are universally reviled and you only get money from people who only buy your work to hate it. So like if you're a, a, a movie director, people will only buy tickets to see your movie to like make fun of it and call you a terrible director. Right. It's like the Michael Bay or the M night Shyamalan, but like even less fans. That's the thing, right. right? Like, I was thinking whenever you said movies, I was like, there already are people out there that are doing that, right? I feel yeah, like, but like there, there are... There's like, no, like, ironic love for it. Like, like it doesn't, like, wrap around to being like, oh, it's so bad Tommy Wiseau. So. No, yeah. Like it's like, oh, Tommy Wiseau, so. you're, you're so funny. Uh, you're, you're so... There's no, like, lovable irony there. They just hate your shit. They they think you are terrible, and like you can't even laugh at it, right? Like it's just unpleasant and painful to to listen to. Um, so do you think you could do that? I'm thinking, right? Because if it's like an artistic career, you know, you're put in front of a lot of people. You are, you know, probably going to hear this criticism, right? Because for me, right, if it's like oh, yeah. something where I could be sort of anonymous, right? Or I won't have to, like, even, like, pretty much know that these people hate me. 100%. Yes. Click the button, right? It's that part where people will, like, come up to you in public, or they'll, you know, see you on, like, Instagram, Twitter, social media, and you'll just get hate comments constantly. Now, that I'm not 100% sure about. Is it worth the money? You will get universal hate. It might be All worth right. money, but it it's it is a hard one. That one. What, how what, much what are you money? Thinking? How much money do you think you would have to take to to do that? 
like Ugh. like how much money would you accept to have that happen to you like if you were not spared like if you were the constant like internet uh uh hate mob target just all the time and people just called your works just terrible awful well like, that's the thing right it's hard to imagine something that everybody universally hates right because there's always there's always a yeah. second side right so it's really hard to imagine just how hated it is, right? Like, is it hated by absolutely everybody, or is it only hated by certain people, and then certain people don't know who you are at all? Kind of like how it is with most things, right? You have no fans. You have no, no one who can defend I, you. I, I understand that, right? But do I have 100% universal haters, even from people who, like, don't watch movies? If I go to a third world country like Africa, are they going to be, like, hating me too? Or is it kind kind of like like certain movies that, that are out there, right, where a whole bunch of people hate it, and then a whole bunch of people don't know what's going on, right? That is actually a really good question. That that, is actually, that is, I didn't think if, about that. If it's 100% everybody hates you no matter what, even if they've seen the movie, they've not seen the movie, they're in somewhere where they can't even see them, like, they won't even have the ability to see the movie. If you're hated by everyone, the the amount needs to be exorbitant, like, very, very, very high. <laughs> All right. Uh, and even then, it still might not be worth it, right? But If, if it's, it's, like, as only... widespread as, like, Titanic or, like, Avatar, like, that that widespread like people know like there are there are people in third world countries so you're telling me right like like avengers endgame right everybody bigger than their friends and everybody they've seen that movie people are going it was like if coming to my movie yeah everybody's gonna be coming to my movie and everybody's gonna be hating it right that's what we're talking about okay now that is that is quite a big amount of people i that is like apps that's most everybody right there is like, a imagine of people right that i feel like who aren't would involved defend in you? it well no not would oh, yeah. not would defend me but wouldn't care wouldn't hate me per se mm-hmm. right that would just you know who wouldn't have an opinion right it's either you don't have an opinion or you hate hate it right i feel like nobody's yeah. defending you because that's i think that's part of it right if you're gonna choose a side Nobody's going to be defending you. It's either yes. people who don't care or people who care and hate you, right? Yes. If it's endgame level, right? And that is the thing. Yeah. Even with endgame, I feel like, you know, the hate, you know, it really depends, right? Because what's the level of hate? Because that's another, that's another very, very important aspect of this, right? Is it hate as in, like... They will like that. I'll have people like physically trying to like end me in order to stop me from creating movies because there there are people out there that are like that, right? Where um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like... Say, like think about like if you see somebody like um say something racist or they say something mm-hmm. like that's discriminatory, right? Is it like that yeah. type of hate or is it? the type of hate where people are just, like, upset that it's bad, right? Because there is a difference there, too, right? 
is it the type uh, of hate where they're like going to be personally offended or where they're just like upset that that it's a bad movie right well uh i think um if it was like i don't know how much of this you saw but the last jedi got a lot of hate from like a very vocal minority of people um okay i don't i don't know how much of that hate you've seen but like people made like six hour long rants about oh the last jedi is terrible my childhood is ruined like imagine if everyone hated it that much okay like okay. imagine so if this, avengers this endgame level, level popularity right? yeah imagine if everyone went to see it like avengers endgame but it was shit. Like it okay, was. Okay. So ab- here's what I'm imagining, right? And tell me, tell yeah. me if this is this is kind of an accurate of how you would imagine it too, right? Mm-hmm. Infinity War came out, right? The people yes. Disney made that, right? Yes. I'm directing Endgame. It gets the same outcome as Endgame, right? But because but everybody was expecting something really big, it's like a very very personal level of hate, right? That that is that kind of. Yes. What, we're, what we're thinking about here okay so that like Im- that, imagine that is, if avengers is... endgame was on the level of batman and robin in terms of quality oh man that's what that you're is... that's what you have right because that's the thing right people who are personally offended or that cherish something they are the people that i feel like are most likely to act violently if something that they appreciate is not represented the way they want it to right yeah it's kind of this like with race and all that right if you call a certain race certain things right you've made enemies in that entire race so i'm making enemies of pretty much all everybody who loves movies at this point right um everyone who sees it will hate you (laughs) and it'll it'll be a type of hate where they where it like personally offends them or something they like, right? Yes. Okay. Would well, you well, press the button? How much money would it take for you to press that button? Well, before before I answer, right? I just want to know kind of where your head's at. Does all this matter to you or is it this always easy for you, right? Cuz I I really have to think about this, right? But where are you at? Do you are you thinking about all this or are, do you already know your answer? I think if you were rich enough, um, even though most of the audiences would hate you, you would still get like invited to things and celebrities would still try and, you know, schmaltz with you because your movies are still popular, but they're just absolute dog shit trash that nobody wants to watch. And okay. So you think that the, while the viewers might be kind of hating on you, the people yeah. who want to be in your movies are still going to be nice to you just because they're like, Oh, well, He's I can write off of his success, I'll be rich. right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so you wouldn't. But there like... are there are actually some uh, artists and uh, people like that who have turned down credit because the artists they were with were so bad. Um, I remember Kesha uh, coming up in like 2008. Uh, she was with she was but on then, a Flo Rida like, song. Then and at that she point, refused just... credit. Yeah, but okay. So then, that, then there's a thing, right? Then the problem becomes you're only attracting people who are going to be 
wanting something, right? Yeah, like you nobody actually any, respects you. You have no genuine relationships, right? At, yes. at least, you know, is it one of those things where, I don't know, because I feel like money is great. I love money, and I would accept a large, exorbitant amount of money any day. But it's, they do say money's not everything, right? I'm yes. trying to see what I still be able to live a life that I would enjoy, even if I have this money, right? And I feel it's like, like trading comfort for uh, dignity. Would you trade your comfort for that dignity? Or would you trade that dignity for your comfort? Because I have to be honest with you, right? The answer would be yes, 100%. Only if, like, my my personal, like, close group of friends and family also didn't hate me if they hate me too then i might have to reject it right because then at that point you're isolated from absolutely everybody you have nobody but this giant mountain of money the only people that are going to even be like your friends or even hang out with you are only going to want to for your money you're not going to have any genuine relationships and you know i feel like that's not a very good way to live right so yeah. I feel like it it that is like kind of like the one thing that I I can't uh that that would make me not want to click the button is if it was not only random people or people that saw my movie but absolutely like all of my close friends too. Like it's like a you know like certain families whenever they catch like their children in like porn, you know what I mean? They disown them. If it's, yeah. like, that sort of thing, I probably can't. No, I probably will not click the button. <laughs> okay. All right, that, that's a that's an interesting thing. I think, the I think it honestly I depends about, right? on, the, on the dollar amount because... You think that there's a dollar amount that would make you, like, want to, to live that life where even your family, your close friends, everybody kind of just separates from you? I think I would have to be about as rich as, like, Jimmy Buffett or Dr. Dre, but, yeah, like, I, I'd have to be, like, a billionaire, but, I mean, you're never going to have, the way I see it, the, the, the really shitty part about being famous is, you know, you will never have a genuine relationship. Because everyone in Hollywood and everyone who's gotten that far got there not by being nice. They got there because they were ambitious and they wanted it really, really bad. Look, so, I, I understand that most relationships aren't genuine, but I do believe that there are some genuine relationships that, that you know, celebrities have, right? I don't know. Like, I thought the only like, one that was, like, Like, legit... for example, right, if you got famous, right? Like, your parents, your childhood friends, uh, you know, people that knew you before you were famous, right? Yeah. They, you know, they would be, like, your more genuine friends. Maybe not all of them, but, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, genuine friends, right? I, I've seen a few examples of that not being true. Um, Obviously, there are some times where... Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like a one-sided relationship, right? Where they don't know that they're being manipulated. But, like I said, I think that most times your family and your, like, 
friends who knew you before you were famous, those are the type of people that are the gen- genuine, right? Thing mm-hmm. is, you would have nobody like that, right? Even celebrities, I'm sure, have like a handful of people who they're like, oh, this is somebody who I can trust, right? You would have yeah. no one you could trust at all because nobody cares about you, right? They only yeah. care about what you have and what they can get from you, right? Yeah. So I think... Is that worth I, the button? I don't know. I, I, I've never had that much money before. I've never, I've never really had that many people uh, engage with my art before. I don't know how much, like, if I could handle, like, a, a negative hate mob on the level of the last jedi or um the last airbender from Shyamalan, or that's the thing right some of those other ones those things like that don't matter to me at all right i don't care how many random people hate me or if every random person hates me right it's those one or two relationships those people that support that would be able to support me you know what i mean right because i feel like with without the support from at least a couple people you know, you're you're all on your own. You have nobody to turn to, right? And yeah. I just don't know how you would live like that, right? Having absolutely no one. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That's I, why I, that's I, like the one contingency that I have, right? If I'm telling you, if if it's only random people, a hundred percent taking the money every day, and it, like it'd probably be a large amount of money, right? Because but just, you would take it. But I would take it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think there's any amount of money, like I said, that would, it would feel was like universally hated by even my close friends, my family, everybody turned away from me, right? All right. Yeah. I. You know what? I think, I think that's probably a good place to, to kind of leave that. Uh, I think we should tell our listeners, you know, maybe they should, they should think about that themselves, you know, maybe. You know, that that's just something worth having a think about, you know, like, well, are t- you tell willing if you to, uh... if you think of other other like things that we haven't thought of for this button as well. I'm interested to kind of see if there's something that we may have overlooked. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I would really appreciate that. But I think that's about all the time we have. Uh, I'm incredibly influential and I'm highly successful and we'll see you guys next time.